0: Welcome to the Michael Zurich Podcast. We are podcasting from Blossom Valley Detailing, a veteran-owned small business located in East County, San Diego, California. This podcast is an open forum, open topic platform. We'll talk about anything other than politics. So sit back, get comfortable, and get ready for anything because you never know what might come out of his mouth. Welcome to the Michael Zurich Podcast. Remember, the Michael Zurich Podcast is sponsored by one and one only business, Blossom Valley Detailing. Blossom Valley Detailing is here for your detailing needs, whether you need a maintenance wash, full wash, paint correction, or full ceramic coating. And remember, we are now offering window film. So hit us up, 760-814-1040. So this is, as I said, the Michael Zurich Podcast. I think this is volume four. But as always, we have a guest, and today's guest is, I always want to say doctor, because you just remind me of a doctor. It is Dale Baker, and Dale's an interesting uh, gentleman. I've known Dale now for three years? Three years, yeah. Yeah, three years, and, and I first met Dale through the Aston Martin Club. So first, I'm going to introduce Dale, throw it to him, let him uh, talk to you for a couple minutes, and then we'll just tie it all in. Dale, thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk with us today.
1: Hey Michael, thank you for having
0: me. You're welcome. Being you can't move out of the shop cuz your car's being worked on, but we won't mention that. So we exactly. we we've got Dale uh sitting here cuz his car's getting window film put on it.
1: So what would you like me to tell you something about?
0: So, let's talk about um let's talk about our how we met Aston Martins. Um you know, let's go with that cuz not that it's a car Podcast, but it always boils around cars. So, uh, so I'll start because when I bought my Aston Martin, I guess that was probably three years ago, I had a um, yellow tang, which is a fish, in case you didn't know that. I didn't. A yellow tang V12S Vantage, which is the smallest Aston Martin with the biggest engine. And I bought that car at a dealership in Chicago, had it shipped out. And I don't know how I, I must have just Googled something about Aston Martins and club because I had the Porsche, I had the 718S, and we belong, Stace and I belong to the Porsche club. I'm like, well, there must be an Aston club. And I remember I contacted you in the very first you were going to do a Cars and Coffee and your son was going to do photography, but it was raining. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I am not bringing this car out in the rain. I just got it. That's not happening. Uh, So I didn't meet you then. So I'm trying to think when we first met. Uh, Must have been.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: I don't either.
1: It was probably at one of the other events that we had.
0: It must have been, it had to be an Aston event of some sort. Um, It was probably something to do with the dealership. Maybe the dealership was doing something.
1: It might have been a dealer event, yeah.
0: Yeah, when they used to do dealer
1: events. The dealer doesn't really do events anymore.
0: No, which is sad. Aston Martin (laughs) San Diego, I know you're not listening, but you guys kind of (laughs) suck. So anyhow, um, so let's talk about you, your relationship with the Aston Martin Club, and your Aston Martin.
1: Sure. So I'll start off with um, myself. So I'm actually the San Diego area rep for the Aston Martin Owners Club. Um, That was actually a, it was a volunteer role that no one, it was open for a while. And the last person that had it was uh, not a very nice guy. And so uh, he was kind of forced out and the the position was open for a year, almost two years. And so when I got my Aston, um, I talked to I, I did the same thing. I googled. Okay, there has to be an Aston Martin club somewhere. And so when I googled it, I actually found the the what the same uh, the I guess it's the Aston Martin West Area Lead, actually in Orange County. And that's how I got actually got involved with the Aston Martin Owners Club. But kind of t- kind of digress. Um, I'll talk about how I actually got my Aston. So. <laughs> guess, yeah talk guess, about that I guess everyone's had uh, you know had this car they've always wanted since they were young and for me it started at 10 when I saw Goldfinger for the first time mm. and you see the Aston Martin DB5 just sickly going through all these scenes like yeah one of these days I'm going to have an Aston Martin so fast forward to 2017 when I was looking for another car um, and I was looking for another car because I had a Ford Focus electric and uh, I just one day I actually went to work I didn't realize how I had gotten to work and I, think, I, th- I thought to myself, okay, I need something a little bit more engaging. And so basically what I did is I started looking for, actually, Jaguar XFs. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's the poor man's Aston Martin. Ah, oh, something I can afford. Well, as I was looking, Google and I think, uh, I think it was Google and something else, with, with all their knowledge, right, they start, giving you, they start throwing ads at you. And the funny thing is when I was looking for Jaguar XFs, these ads for an Aston Martin started appearing in my feed. And sure enough, I found an Aston Martin at BMW San Diego, and it was a really, really good price. It's a 2007. It had 38,000 miles on it, six-speed manual. Yeah, rare. Onyx Black. So it's a two-stage process black, so it actually has a black with silver fleck. So the first stage is black, the second stage is silver fleck, and then it has a clear coat on top of it. So when I saw that car, I realized, yep, I'm going to have this car. And after that, it's like I realized, yep, I'm going to – try to be part of the club if I can. And so that's how I started Googling, okay, there's gotta be a club and this is how it ended up being the San Diego area rep because they just needed someone someone there to help out.
0: I remember meeting the gentleman that you took the position from at one of the uh Rancho Santa Fe Cars and Coffee. We went up there when they reserved the parking in front of the uh the uh the real estate office yeah the real estate yeah. office and, and the older guy was there and I remember you talking to him uh, I didn't know anything about the guy, uh, but I, I remember meeting him uh, and you saying, that yeah, he was the guy that used to do this. And yeah, that's about all that turned out to be because he yeah. never said too much. And that was pretty much that.
1: No. And, and yeah, it ends up being, you know, this this is all a full volunteer position, but it ends up being actually quite a lot of work. Yeah, I didn't realize how much work it would be. And so when I first started off in this position, I was just by myself trying to organize these drives and events and realizing this is not going to work just me by myself.
0: No, because you don't have a – it's not like – you don't have a board of directors. You don't have a volunteer core. It's you and then whoever wants to rod you up to do stuff. But you've worked it out where you've got – what do you call them? They're not –
1: I call them the uh, core group. Core group. Yeah, so I have – Someone from the Porsche Club, actually an ex-Porsche Club, actually still a Porsche Club member, but he's actually the drive. Keith. The drive manager, Keith Verlock. Keith was
0: on uh, the podcast two podcasts ago.
1: So now he actually organizes all the drive events, which I'm glad because it's just something else I don't have to do. And then I actually have a, another member who is the liaison to Aston Martin San Diego. But who does that? Uh, his name is Mike Mike Spencer. I don't know him. Yes, he, he has a 2012 Virage.
0: Oh, nice!
1: And and for those who don't know, the two thousand the Virage was only made again in 2012 and 2012 only. So you only see 2012 Virages, and that's it. Does it look like a Vantage? It looks like a DB9. So it's in between the DB9 and the Vanquish. It's it's the middle. It's the middle child. Hmm. And they just you know there's a little bit more carbon fiber on it, a little bit more better stitching in the seats, and they could charge more for it. What engines in its it? It's a V12. The V12. Oh, nice. Normally, it like 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 in your uh, V12 Vantage, same engine.
0: Nice. Nice. No, I don't think I've ever seen one. I always get confused with the uh the Vanquish and um the DBS. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what the difference is between them. <laughs> I don't. The DBS have a back seat. I know that. Yes. Does a Vanquish have a back seat? Vanquish
1: has a back seat as well. So, the DBS was the top dog until the Vanquish came along and then the Vanquish became the top dog. Oh and then uh, in when they switched in 2018 to the new uh, the new styles of DB11s and things it became the DBS actually became the top dog again cuz they cuz that's the, got the twin turbo V12 in it right so they stopped they stopped the vanquish name to kind of uh, to kind of play on the DB the David Brown right the DB stands for Oh David yeah Brown. David Brown that's right. right so they wanted to pull that back in as it's a David Brown car got it
0: got it so the only thing they make now is a DBS the Vantage,
1: DB11. Actually, now it's a DB12. DB12. Yes. So they only make three cars, and oh, four cars. The DBX, the SUV. The SUV. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they make, and the twelve-cylinder is the, the DB.
1: The yeah. So so.
0: You can't get a Vantage in a twelve-cylinder.
1: You, you can. can. It came out last year. Oh, that's the
0: one. They came out with the twelve. It okay. came
1: out with the V12 Vantage, and it was about five hundred thousand dollars for the car.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking you could probably get one a little less now.
1: Probably, but they're only there are very few of those produced, so they still oh, might be
0: so high. they did that on yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I tell you what, I tell I tell you that the the Vantage with the um, with the Mercedes V8 twin turbo. I mean, that's a good engine. That's like 500 horsepower. You know,
1: yeah, when you talk to the Mer- all the Merc guys, they're like, Hey, we can tune this thing up to whatever you could tune it up to a thousand if you want,
0: <laughs> and you can work on them, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you don't have to take them to a damn uh, I get you know, I don't think you're going to take it to a Mercedes dealer, but you can definitely take it to a Mercedes mechanic to do work on it. You don't have to go find a Aston Martin mechanic if you're not going to do the work yourself because if you don't have all that crap, it's just a Mercedes engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what train- I imagine the drivetrain is probably Mercedes too, but I don't know, it's, it's all Mercedes, it's yeah,
1: the engine, drivetrain, Actually,
0: the electronics inside our Mercedes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, at least that's a proof. I know they, I remember talking to the, the, when they first were doing those, I remember I went and test drove when I got the, I don't know how, but I, before I even had my Aston, I got a come drive a Vantage and I went with the sales rep, um, not Cosmo, but the other guy that was the manager. Oh, Jim, James Cox. James. Is it James? Yeah, it yeah James. Times. He drove. He drove a Jaguar. He had an F type, uh, F pace, like me. and He used to drive down from Orange County before he moved down here. Or was that Gary? Not Gary. Not Gary. It, so it must have been James. It was James. And I did a test drive with James. I remember that. Um, and I had my my little Boxster. And I remember I drove that there. And I went and drove the car with him. I liked it. Um, I thought it had a good sound, and it it had that Mercedes engine in it, but. They were so it was come lease one, that's what it was, you know, come lease the car. And I was like, Yeah, I'm not leasing any damn cars and whatever. (laughs) It didn't think, but like you, so I wasn't looking for an Aston, I was looking for a Ferrari California. And the Astons would start showing up in the feed, and then that one showed up, the yellow tang one. I was like, Oh, well, that's a pretty car. And so, what really is the difference between the Aston and the Ferrari California? The California is a convertible. Um, but the Aston's got the V12 in it and price wise at that time, I think the Aston was less, um, by a little bit. And that's why I went with that. Uh, and I don't regret it. I don't think I'd always like to have a Ferrari California, but I don't have, don't need another car. So I definitely don't need that. Um, but anyhow, that's how I came across that. Cause the feet started filling with those, um, no, I always look once in a while. I look at the newer ones. Twenty Was it 2019 and above or 2018 and above with the new body style? Yeah. But then I see they're coming out with a new a new series this year or next year? Next year they'll have the new, the yeah. new Advantage again. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to be. Um,
1: I don't know either, but I do know that uh, the DBS this this past year, 2024's DBS is the last of the V12s. So really? The, so the DB12 that's coming out it's only going to be at the V8 by Turbo.
0: Hmm. Well... Either they just want to do that or not enough people bought them to begin with. That's an expensive car, 400K. When, you, when you're when you in that price range, I mean, there's a lot of nice cars you can buy for $400,000 that handle a lot better than a freaking Aston Martin, you know, unless you just want a V12. Really, and if you if you just want a V12, go buy an older one. You can find it. You might not find a color you want, but you'll find one, and it won't have shit for miles on it. I can guarantee that because nobody drives them.
1: Nobody drives them. I mean, you can get no. an older, uh, same year as my two thousand and seven DB nine for about thirty or forty thousand now. Really? Yeah. Did yours
0: have the four point three or the four point seven? Four point three liter. So four point three.
1: Four point three was up until two thousand nine, and then they switched over to four point seven.
0: Yeah, because that one Steve Thompson had had the four point seven. His was a man. Was his a manual or I'm thinking Matt Oscoby's was a manual.
1: Matt Oscoby's had a he had a V12.
0: Oh, that's right. He had the yeah he had the V12 with the manual. Yeah, that was a rare unicorn. Yeah, and Steve had the four point seven with a manual, Um, and then he sold that car. Uh, I remember that. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. Now my brother's calling me. Of course. Great. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) He, He can. He can wait.
1: What's so what's great about these Aston Martin engines are – so they're very they're very reliable. So they're actually – it's it's the based off of a Jaguar AJ block, 4.2 liter, and it's borne stroked out to 4.3. I didn't know that. And what's interesting about the Aston Martin engines is because they sit so low and back in the uh, frame is they're oh, actually they're 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 dry sumps. Yeah. So they're dry sumps, so they actually move the – It's oil. like when
0: we did your oil. We did – how many plugs did we move? Three? Three,
1: yeah. So you actually have three areas where the oil accumulates, and so you have to – when you yeah. change the oil, make sure you take all those out so you can get all the old oil. With out.
0: the filter assemblies or the little. They weren't filters. They were like little uh, strainer baskets yes. that went up in there, too. And then we did your. Uh, well, that's when we did your. The, feed the idler. Yeah,
1: the idler belt. Yeah,
0: the idler with that fucking uh, serpentine belt. That was kind of a bitch. Yeah, we did, this. we did that idler, the serpentine belt, and we changed the oil. and We were under that thing for a long time. The whole day. Yeah, that was a little bit of uh, mechanical activity going on there. Yeah, that's when I was supposed to do the oil of mine. I said, fuck it, and I took it to the dealership. It still cost me $500, the bastards, after I gave them the oil and the filter. That was <laughs> the last thing I ever did to that car before I sold it. Yeah. Yay. Love you, Aston. <laughs> do they even have any mechanics at the dealership?
1: Uh, they do, but they not not as technically skilled as Graham, who left.
0: So that uh, Manny, Manny was there when Graham was there. Manny's probably still there, but he was he was okay. He did my maintenance, but yeah, I think Graham was the overseer. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't have any. They don't have a new Graham.
1: They don't have a new Graham. And uh, get this: so I got a call from David Nutley, where Graham Graham went, moved over to David David Nutley yeah. Automotive. Then he left David Nutley. Well, I evidently Aston Martin San Diego is suing David Nutley for pulling his client, pulling their clients.
0: How could you possibly do
1: that? They can't. David's like, I, I'm just. Doing. Where people
0: go is where people go.
1: Exactly. It's all word of mouth. There's no There's no list that he took over with him. It's all word of mouth. And when someone asked me, I said, you go see Graham. And wherever Graham is, is where you go.
0: So why would they? That's horrid. God, what chicken shit. Is what's his bucket still a service manager? Um,
1: oh, jeez. I forgot his name. He
0: came from Lexus. He was not an Aston guy.
1: Yeah, I don't, I think so, but I don't remember his name.
0: I like the guy before him. I think it was Ricky or Richie or little Hispanic guy. Mm-hmm. I liked him. And what was his name? The guy that took that, oh, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's sad. Mm-hmm. That is, that's so little and sad because mm-hmm. that just tells me you're not getting, well, you know what? I, I thought it was always bullshit. Did, did you remember the girl that used to work there in the parts department? Did you ever meet her? Yeah, yeah. She's, frickin' a mechanic. She's probably better than the mechanics they got in there, but she's a gearhead and they fired her for I don't know why. Yeah, they let her go because I follow her on Instagram, Miss Gearhead. That's her That's her handle. And uh, she's always rebuilding hot rods and shit. And I think her husband and her, they're like, they're always working on engines. But I would go talk to her. And uh, before I'd even go in and see the service manager, i just go into the shop and go talk to her. Like, hey, you know, what about this, that, <laughs> like the grill I've got, like she's the one to check the numbers on that grill for me to make sure it was an OEM part. Um, Do you know somebody gave me shit about what I was asking for that? They're like, $2,400, they go, 2400 what's that, yen? I'm like, are you fucking high? That's a $9,900 OEM part, dude. Yeah, if you don't want it, you don't have to be an ass about it. You know, just don't comment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing that people don't understand how expensive carbon fiber parts are.
0: Yeah, well, you always get the Polish guy that wants to. He makes them, and he, of course, he tagged my post that he can make them cheaper. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I dude. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. So, <laughs> if you need a, a grill for a Aston Martin, I've got one sitting in a shelf in the box, brand new. Yeah, and that's for the. Well, if it's a 12, it's it's that grill. I mean, for the V12, I don't know what else it'll fit. You can
1: actually fit it on the V8. You just need to modify the grill assembly a little bit, but it'll
0: fit in there. Yeah, I mean, the reason I bought it, because that one actually had a crack in it. And I came across that one. I thought, well, you know, if it ever got any worse or anything, I'd get that fixed and just change it out. But sold the car, and the guy, of course, he wanted the grill. I'm like, I ain't giving you that grill. Pay me 2,000 bucks. You can have the grill. That's 400 less than what I paid for it. Oh no! I don't think I need it. Okay, whatever, man. It doesn't cost me nothing to sit in my shelf, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, the the good old Aston Martin. So that's a Jag engine. I yes. did. What about the four point seven? What's it? Four
1: point seven is also a Jag engine. So when they when Jag actually did uh, Jag own Aston? It was part of Ford. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Aston Martin used whatever was available, and because Jag was part of Ford, they used that engine block.
0: Fucking really. Yeah. Well, did you know that the F-type, the the so when when Jag made when they started making the F-types in 14, that had the 5.0 Mustang engine in it. Mm-hmm. That's why I like those. I almost bought one of those instead of the Cayman cuz they're fairly cheap and you can buy a a F-type S 30 40,000 bucks and they don't have many miles on them and them things are a fucking rocket ship. You know, they got that V8 in there and not as a V8 but I think it's supercharged. Yes, it is. So you're like 500 4 to 500 horsepower in a dinky little two-seater convertible. Mm-hmm. Holy god. I drove I remember Cosmo had one at the dealership and um and it was an old it was like a 2014 2015. So we took he and I took it out for a drive. Oh, he didn't like that at all, man! I come whipping around a corner, of the old ass, and started giving away on. He's like, because they're not all wheel drive. They're right. back, and I like that. I didn't want an all wheel drive one when I was looking at. It. I'm like, fuck no! Nah. I want the one that's a back. You know, it's like a high running freaking Mustang, but it's in a Jag body. Yeah, it looks sexy. It does. My only key, my, the main reason I didn't buy it is because the interior on an F type and the interior on my F Pace SUV. Pretty much identical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can I really just climb in a sports car that feels like I'm in my SUV? I don't think so. I can't do it. And I was just like, no, I'm going to go find a Cayman and and just get that. And they don't come in a stick, Mm -hmm. you know, which I thought was always stupid. Why Jag never put a stick in those, you know, I don't know the last Jag that was a stick. I have no idea.
1: I don't know either. So uh, Mm -hmm. the old XK the, uh, the XK8, which is the—that's D- the precursor it's to the F type, isn't it? It's the old precursor to the X, the regular XK. The XK8 is what the DB7 was based on. Oh. So the older, the older. Coupe.
0: So they were bigger.
1: They were bigger, yeah.
0: I wonder if they were a stick.
1: No, they were not. But the Aston, the Aston DB7, you could get in a stick. Really? Yes.
0: Interesting. I mean, my dad had a 1959 or 56 Jag. Mark II, it was a stick with an overdrive. Mm-hmm. My mom used to drive it. She'd drive the shit out of that thing. I got a picture of her standing next to it in San Francisco in front of her mom and dad's house. It was a great sedan, four-door sedan. Dad bought that car. He was stationed in Japan, bought the car out of England, shipped it from England to Japan, from Japan to Long Beach. And when it got to Long Beach, it put sugar in the gas tank.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: seventies. He was always working on that thing. I remember once we were driving it um, to Tahoe, coming back, the exhaust fell off. He took the back seat belts and held the exhaust up with the seat belts.
1: Sweet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of shit he would do with the thing. <laughs> and then the straw that broke the camel's back is a timing chain broke. So he rebuilt the engine, and he was so pissed off. We, he was getting ready to retire from the navy. He sold the car. I think he regretted doing it, um, but he always wanted a um, uh, what was what were the long nose. Um, xke yeah the xke he always wanted a v12 xke and he never got one um i think he looked a couple of times when we lived in montana but he's like yeah i don't have the time to be <laughs> screwed with that but yeah he always liked those i think they were a stick i'm pretty i'm almost positive they were a manual
1: yeah i believe you so. know
0: but yeah there's no newer jags that
1: no not happen. even no no, and so a lot of those, you know, those Jaguar Aston Martin overlaps are because they were all owned by the Ford Motor Company. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that Ford. I mean, I knew that Ford owned Jag and Land Rover, I guess, because they've always been together. I didn't know they were that intertwined with Aston. Well, all English companies. Yeah. yeah. And
1: then also Volvo was part of Ford as well. So if you look inside my Aston, all the HVAC controls and the sat nav and the radio, it's all out of a Volvo, <laughs> including my key.
0: I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, it's yeah. all it's all owned by Tata Motors now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that stuff is interchangeable. If you look on the Aston, there's there's going to be parts that are stamped Ford Motor Company. There's going to be parts stamped Volvo. Yeah.
0: I never knew as I was researching car companies. Of course, you know some shiny goes by here. Did you know that that Chrysler owned Lamborghini
1: at one point in time? Yeah, yeah.
0: they're yeah. the what they claim that the reason Lamborghini even survived is because of what the engineering at Chrysler did to the Lamborghini. They said if Chrysler had not bought them and intervened and did what they did, the company would have been nothing. So when they bought it, revamped it, and then sold it, they, they made a shit ton of money doing it, but they're the ones that saved Lamborghini, and I never knew that.
1: Yeah, and same thing with Ford. When Ford bought Aston Martin, they saved Aston Martin as well. So they injected life into it. They actually injected quality. Yeah. So those that actually had quality control, which they've never really had. Yeah, before. that whole
0: handmade bullshit. It's
1: still handmade, but at least they actually had some quality control now. Yeah. And so you know, I think a lot of problem with the English cars is they were all had Lucas electrics in it, and when they changed over to actually having something that wouldn't corrode immediately when it saw salt water, <laughs> I yeah. think that's when it got better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never um, even with mine. I mean, I never remember, I think I had one check engine light go on, and that was due to some emissions bullshit that we fixed. Other than the damp, trans, not transmission, but when we had to drop the the ass in because um, of the oil leak at the shifter assembly. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you what, had I not had the maintenance warranty, we'd have never done that work. Uh-huh. That would have been like, yeah, okay, that drop of oil could be wiped up and I'm not worried about it because that's literally what it was. Exactly. You know? And I remember when, when, God, what was his name? The service manager. You know, I said, dude, uh, you know what? This better damn will be covered in that maintenance warranty. I've got, well, I think it is. What the fuck do you mean you think <laughs> it is? Go freaking get on your computer and let me know that it is. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And we went from $6,800 to $9,900. And I'm like, I ain't paying a dime of that. You know, it's like, Fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it has to be covered under warranty because the last thing you want is the transmission to blow up because the, yes, those lines leak and if they blow, Yeah, then you're in so cover. he was all
0: about those stupid ass lines and he's like, well, you know, if, if this, that and another thing, but you'll have to pay for the lines. I go, how do you drop the whole differential out of a car and I'm responsible for these lines? Well, come to find out I wasn't responsible for nothing. They dropped the whole differential out and they replaced the lines. They're like, oh yeah, that was covered. I'm like, oh gee, wow, well, that's really nice. Yeah, as you're charging ass to 9,900. Yeah, you guys suck. Yeah, other than that, I don't. I didn't do anything. I didn't own it long enough. I mean, I had the interior. It had that bubble on the passenger side mm-hmm. that I had them fix. I paid for that because I wasn't covered. But my biggest, my biggest, oh shit, on that car was when I first got it. I was washing it, and I had it in here, and I was using my blower to blow the water off of it, and the freaking paint came off the. Uh, the the piece that goes above the window, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I took that over to um, uh, what's that shop uh, up off the seventy six? Um, he's a high end um uh, shop up there. Anyhow, I took it was right before COVID. I remember that, and uh, it's twelve hundred dollars to fix that. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? He was like, yeah, you know, we're going to take it. It's going to have a five-year warranty on I'm like, I don't care. It's $1,200. Exactly. Are you kidding me? And I went to the dealership. I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh, It's not covered under any warranty. <laughs> oh, no, man, that ain't right. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was not. After that, I was like, what? So on the other side, I was very, very careful. I'm like, I don't want the damn paint to come off this side. Mm-hmm. But that was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice car but they can be expensive that's for damn sure
1: they can be expensive and the thing is these cars need to be driven any high-end car you have to drive
0: yeah them. you can't leave them Let's like mine you know i try to get them out they don't go out enough but i try to get them out and when i get them out i drive the shit out of them because you need to um,
1: exactly if they sit too long everything starts leaking
0: yep yep that becomes because, a yeah, little bit of an just issue
1: because the specs are higher than a regular production car and so those seals will start to leak
0: they will yeah, that was, and that's why, once again, that's another reason I got rid of the Aston, because it was not getting, it was not being driven, I mean, literally not, it was just sitting there, and I was like, yep, nope, that needs to go, you know, and I was glad when that dude bought it, so, I remember I put on bring, I was on bring a trailer, and then it didn't hit reserve, and then he calls me, like, the second, you know, and we negotiated a deal, and it was good enough for me, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, send a truck, come get that thing, man. Exactly. And then he just nickel dimed it the whole time between the truck. Yeah, what about this? What about that? What about that? I was like, oh, shut
1: up. <laughs> I did the same thing with a BMW San Diego for my Aston.
0: Yeah, but at least it was at a dealership I where you could do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, he this is in Boston. I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want me to
1: do, man? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah how did they end up with the car? Could some guy traded in on a BMW?
1: Yeah, so they took it on trade. Someone got a BMW I eight, which is their two door supercar looking thing, which is the three Oh yeah, yeah, hybrid. the electric one. Yeah, cylinder yeah. hybrid. And so they really didn't know what to do with it. So when I went in, they wanted 39 for it. It's like, no, I'll give you 35. That the transmission's starting to slip a little bit, and so we're going to have to replace that. No, 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 no. So I just left, and then they called me two days later. We'll give it to you for 35. Hey, you want this car? Yeah, we don't know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, we, nobody wants it.
1: And I had to make sure that the golf clubs sit in the back. That was the only thing. Yeah,
0: well, that's what I say about the nine eleven. The only reason it's got a back seat is put golf clubs back there. <laughs> because why would you have it? Nobody can yeah. fit back yeah. there.
1: Yeah, it's they retarded. Fit, they fit in the trunk, and that's it.
0: Uh, they don't even fit in a trunk. 9-11, you, know, yeah. you can't get them in a frunk. <laughs> You can get nothing in there. Back seat. Yeah. yeah. If you got a came you're just no, it's a okay. came. No. You ain't getting any
1: clubs. Yeah, at least they asked and I can fit two golf bags in my trunk.
0: That one had a big trunk. Yeah. Yeah. You could freaking yeah, that would have been a good traveling car if you felt like driving it, which, like I said, I was always afraid to get chips and shit. Even though it's had PPF wrap on it, I did do that to preserve the uh, front end of it. Um, I mean it was a pretty car. But man, that thing sucked when it was hot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like, if you forgot to put the windshield thingy on it.
1: it got really
0: hot. Oh, because of that black roof. There's mm-hmm. no insulation on that glass black thing. It's terrible.
1: It's terrible. And then, also, there's not a lot of insulation in the, the tunnel. Between, between the engine. Yeah. No. You the engine your legs, so yeah. you can actually feel the
0: engine heat. Yeah. And that V12 freaking putting off a shit ton of heat. <laughs> yeah. Stace and I take that thing out. Be like, do, do, Get in it. like, oh, my God. And it took forever for the AC to kick in. It's like, yeah. Yeah, think about that. I'm glad I don't have it. At least the Porsches have good AC. Exactly, and they got heat warmers. I don't think that one had seat warmers on it. Well, oh, that was the other thing. I had that damn uh, Alcantara seats. I hated those because once you were in them, it had those Alcaterra sports seats, you couldn't move. You were stuck, and they were. Li- Stacy used to sit on a cushion. Number one, they were too low and uncomfortable. She had. She literally had a. It's probably down here somewhere. She had a cushion she'd sit on every time we took it out. Otherwise, she. She's like, yeah, I can't write in this thing. Like, yeah, sorry to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) So you had yours wrapped red. Why? Uh,
1: So I actually was going to have mine repainted. So uh, when I got the car, I already had road rash on the front bumper, and I drove it a lot. So it was my everyday car. So I actually drove it a lot, and I actually had more road rash on the front. So I was going to have it repainted at Amato's.
0: Amato's. That's who did mine. That's who did the thing. Yeah, Amato's. Yeah. Um, Not cheap.
1: When I got a quote, it was $15,000 to repaint the car. Mm, Yeah. Oh, crap. That's not going to work. So I started looking around, and a friend of mine who actually had an Aston Martin, then he bought a McLaren, traded in his Aston Martin uh, Vantage. He got a McLaren wrap in this, uh, what they call, it's the company's called Inozatec. And it, the wrap is like one and a half times thicker than most wraps on the market. So it actually looks like paint, and it has a built-in PPF layer. When I saw his, it was like British Racing green. i like, oh, wow, that looks really nice. And I was like, I didn't want to get the green, but I found this red that they had. And I, so I had that put on. And it just totally changed the look of the car, and for less than half, less than a quarter of the price, right? price basically. So I had the wrap and the tip put in for forty eight hundred dollars. My
0: brother again. Hmm. He's very persistent.
1: Yeah, well, my boss wants to talk to me about ten minutes or so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we can always stop. We can always stop whenever. It's no big deal. You can talk to your boss in ten minutes, and I'll call my brother. Maybe he'll actually take my call. There you go. Yeah, jackass. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. He is what he is. Like I said, when he's on the road, he wants to talk. But other than that,
1: yeah, not so much. Not so much, exactly. That's that's the way it usually happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what uh, Keith had talked about, some events that are coming up with the – I think he talked about the British uh, club. He didn't talk about the – Aston. So, what uh, what do you got coming up with the Aston Club?
1: So, for the Aston Club, actually, this Sunday we actually have a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. We actually have a drive event scheduled. So, we're gonna go on about a two and a half, three hour drive. Where are you starting from? Uh, I'm gonna start at BJ's in Escondido. In the oh, you're doing a North County run. North County run, running up in Poway at a member estate, and then we actually have Duff Dogs coming to. Cater the event. We also have hot one dogs, Duff dogs, and then our we actually have a member whose house it is. He's actually in a band, so his band's going to play nice during during the the lunch and everything else. Aww. So we're excited. It'll be like a later a later lunch in like two or three in the afternoon. So not really lunch, not really dinner, more like a dinner.
0: But it's dogs. It's dogs. Duff I like dogs. dogs. Yeah. I had hot dogs yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I can't eat beef dogs, but. No. I have to Last eat turkey day, dogs. I yeah, I know. Yeah, gout. Talk <laughs> about the question about getting old. Freaking gout. Blech.
1: Terrible. Everyone's everyone's uh, gout inflammation is usually from a different source. Some people it's beef. Some people it's other things. Some people it's alcohol. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of your body responding to that.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't eat any beef. People are like, you don't eat beef? I'm like... Yeah, no. I said I would eat beef. Don't I am not. I'm not a vegetarian. I just. Uh, I'm afraid because that chick. It's not. Times I can't walk.
1: Exactly.
0: You know it's horrible. Stacy keeps uh, s- uh, steroid medicine here. So I know. As soon as it starts, man, I pop three of them because it feels like a cramp or something. But I know that's no, exactly. not what it is. <laughs> no, because it's it's. Have you ever had it? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm it's not. I'm horrible. Horrible. And it's never any place good. It's like. Here, foot—it's horrible. And it when it's really bad, it, it'll start in your toe at night. Oh, sweet! It'll wake me up. Boom! I'm like, pop, pop, pop. and yeah. then in the morning, it's worked its way out. But oh, uh, it's horrible. But I won't take the regular medicine. Like you can take. You know, you could take medicine so that it won't flare. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't like taking medicine. I'll just not eat the beef. I, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a no-medicine taker as well if I don't have to. Yeah,
0: I take one, uh, what do they call it for cholesterol? The, uh, Lipitor? Yeah, but what do they call that, the actual shoot. medicine? What's, oh,
1: it's, uh, shoot. Uh, yeah, it's a, shoot. Yeah, it's a cholesterol lowering.
0: Yeah, I take the, the least dosage amount. It's like a baby aspirin. I take one a night. Cause I never, I mean, our family has high cholesterol, so I never could really, mine would always be like 210. It just never would be. So that ship, it's like boom, 180 Mm -hmm. done. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so that's all I take.
1: I mean, I don't yeah,
0: I don't want to be taking medicine. <laughs> Stacy's definitely anti-medicine. So, she won't screw with that.
1: I know it's it's funny cuz she's a physician. I'm actually a scientist, so it's like I just don't want to take it if I don't have yeah, to. Yeah.
0: No, if you don't have to. And yeah, and she's not a pill doctor. So, there's none of that. So, well, let's talk about that and we'll wrap it up. So, you are a scientist. So, what do you do?
1: <laughs> I'm a pharmaceutical toxicologist. So, I work for a local pharmaceutical company and our job is to make sure that Uh, Drugs don't make it into uh, clinical trials, human trials that are bad for that for healthy volunteers. Got it. And so it's it's a it's kind of a it's an onerous task, but you know it's really rewarding once we have actually compounds on market that are actually helping people out. But so you're like the
0: final QA for it going on market.
1: Uh, no, we're actually in the preclinical, so when, before it gets to humans, it actually hasn't. Oh, it the, goes through
0: you. So, like what my brother's doing, it's gone through somebody like you, and then, and it, then goes it goes to what he's going to do. So it
1: goes. They call those first in human trials, or if it's a certain kind of cancer, you can actually skip the healthy volunteers and go re- directly to a targeted population, like your brother would go to.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just a matter of if it's a if the FDA can require if it's a need, it's on need based basis. Like there's nothing else on the market for that you can skip the healthy volunteers and go directly to the target population.
0: Wow. See, you learned, you learned so much on this podcast. Okay. So I have to ask you the last question because everybody gets asked this question and it's just our one question. And the question is why do details matter to you?
1: (laughs) So being a scientist, details always matter. So it's always, it's devil is in the details. And so, for a scientist, if it's not written down in a notebook and it's not not signed and dated by you, it never happened. Got it. So it needs to be documented before it actually can someone can say a lawyer can come in and say did this happen? It's documented. It happened. And so for me, those little details matter. And when it comes to cars, details matter. Yes. And you know that's why when I knew that you were going to start your own business, like yep, I'll just bring my cars here whenever I can. There you and go. Get them. Uh, get them either ceramic-coated, tinted like we're having the Volt done now. Yep. Or I'm going to bring my Range Rover down and probably get that uh, polished up and uh, ceramic-coated as well.
0: And there you go. That ties right into Blossom Valley Detailing, your one stop for all your detailing needs. Remember, Blossom Valley Detailing is the sole sponsor of the Michael Zurich podcast. So if you need any kind of work done in your car, Come see us. Hit us up, www.blossomvalleydetailing.com, 760 814 1040. Dale, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. This has been the Michael Zurich Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael Zurich Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and tune in next time.